Hey everybody, happy Wednesday. Nathan Alberson, humble and obedient host, welcoming you to Sound of Sanity. Over there we've got Benjamin J. Solzer. It is I. It is you, Ben. I hope yes. you're doing well. I think I am, Nathan. I'm so glad to hear it. And yeah. sort of in the, completing a triangle with you, with mm. me being a point and you being a mm. point, the third point of the triangle huh. would be the very reverend. Actually, he's not technically the very reverend because that's actually a thing, isn't it? But you are Pastor Jacob Menzel, the Reverend Jacob Menzel, one could say. I am reverend. Reverend is a title that applies to me, yes. Right. Why, ver- wait, why not the very reverend? Because in a certain denominations, that's actually a specific mm. title. And if we called Mm-mm-mm. Jake the very reverend, people would perhaps be Uh-oh. confused by that. Hmm. In the Roman Catholic Church, very reverend belongs to priests who hold positions of particular note, like vicars general. I worked for, maybe it was an Episcopalian church yes. that had that. They follow this too, and it's, so it's like the senior priest of a cathedral. Just like Roman Catholics, Anglicans have dioceses, mm-hmm. right? It's different than being like the rector of a parish. Speaking of parishes, I perish the thought of this episode going any further without us actually talking about why we're here. Can you perish a thought? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll. I'll <laughs> you, you'll perish that thought. I, I perish anyone that gets in my way. <laughs> we are here today. This is this episode. You may notice is coming out on Wednesday. Yesterday we had the introduction of our saga episode, someone special. Today we are introducing the follow-up episode to that, a chip off the old block. This episode originally hit October 29th. It was kind of our big Halloween episode and what do the folks need to know so you can listen to the beginning of yesterday's episode to hear why we're here and what we're doing and some basic information on the saga the 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 big two-part finale of which is going to drop next week but what do people need to know about a chip off the old block guys well this is a flashback episode Mm -hmm. so it takes us back 20 years in sanityville and gives us some much needed context on the story that we're telling some background Mm -hmm. that is now i just want to say for the people out there who are my mom there are two people who are both called ricky and yes i know that's confusing and i'm sorry about it but ben explain why there are two people called ricky well nathan it's because there's a mother and a daughter mm-hmm. and they well they don't really quite have the same name the older erica the older ricky is the host of mortification of pin erica whose full name is america whose nickname was ricky when she was younger but now is never called ricky or america except by her brother chips who does call her america and sometimes, sometimes actually ricky, ricky. Right, but she has... <laughs> I guess I'm beginning to have sympathy for why some people were confused by this. She, she has a daughter who is always called Ricky, except maybe sometimes her mother, I guess never so far on Mike, calls her Erica, which is spelled like Iricha, mm. which is how Ollie mispronounces it in one very memorable this is episode. so much less confusing now. <laughs> Jake, why don't you explain? A long time ago... There's Mm -hmm. this girl born, and her name was America McGregory. Right. And so she went by Ricky for a while, but then she decided to grow up and take the name Erica. Right. Then she became Erica. At some point, she became Erica Rosebloom. She got married to Matt Rosebloom, and she became Erica Rosebloom. She had a daughter, and she gave her daughter a fancy spelling of Erica, Mm -hmm. and she hates her name, and she goes by Ricky. Right. So So generally speaking in the stories, when we talk about Ricky, we're talking about the young one, the one that was seduced i dare say by pastor stew in the episode that we released yesterday but in this episode you're going to be hearing the story of america mcgregory her mom when she was a little bit younger and a lot of people in this episode you'll hear will call her ricky even though she's 
Erica, um, as we generally know her. Yeah, I think my explanation was clearly the best. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) All right. So uh, is there anything else people need to know? This is the one with the octopus fight. I think that's... The octopus, seven arms. Octopus, seven arms. Was introduced in a random... Yeah, a random sketch at the end of our uh, Disneyland episode, right? I'm not sure which episode actually it was introduced in. I think I'm right. Our Patreon subscribers don't have to have the problem of going back and finding it because they can just log in, mm-hmm. scroll down, and... Uh, there it is. There it is in a post called The Adventures of Lance and Chip where we have all of the Lance and Chip adventures and we also have the rapid fire mm-hmm. sketches. Chip and Lance, two of my favorite characters for sure. Hey, yeah, yeah go to patreon.com forward slash sound of sanity. Sign up today. It's an easy way to listen to a lot of the back catalog of sketches and stuff like that. And it's a lot of fun. And it would really help us out this holiday season if you could throw the price of a cup of coffee a month our way. We could really use your support. So yeah, listeners, you can be the seven-armed octopus of generosity. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> as, I, as, I, uh, as I always say. As I always say. Let's listen to the episode now. You're now listening to The Sound of Sanity. This sound will continue for the duration of the program. Trick or treat! Hello, young man. What are you dressed as? My name is Chad Matthias Rosebloom III, and my mommy dressed me as an angel. But after we left, my big sister Ricky turned me into an angel who is also a ninja with ninja swords. Where's your sister now? She ran into that Aldi guy, and they are having an awkward conversation because she likes him, but also she doesn't like him anymore because girls are weird. Well, say hello to your mother, Ricky, for me. My mommy's name is Erica. My sister's name is Ricky. Is that so? Well, here's a Butterfinger. This is the one night my mommy lets me have sugar. Ah! Ah! Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. Come in, come in. Sit down by the fire. Of course, you've come for a Halloween story, and the Rose Bloom boys put me in the mind of the very one to tell. This was many years ago, before young Chad was born, before his big sister, young Ricky, was born. Sometimes you'll still hear the old timers tell a version of the tale. An eerie green mist was rolling off Lake Sanity when the young man approached it. Every man must face his beast, and the young man was here to face his. It was fated that it would be so, as it was for his fathers before him. And the young man had another reason, for he was seeking the golden ring. The golden ring of true love. You beastly octopus, I seek the golden ring of true love, and you shall not stop me now. The young man dove into the ghastly water, and the ancient beast arose to meet him, its horrifying visage like some creature from forgotten lore, its vast form blotting out the stars, 
its seven arms like the trunks of prehistoric trees, its colossal maw like an open pit, a pit into never-ending nightmare. It all seemed lost. The young man plunged the legendary shard of destiny into the beast's seventh tentacle. With a deafening roar, the beast retreated down, down into the depths, and the young man was victorious. He snatched the ring of true love from the beast and thereafter claimed all that his heart desired. That's the story the old-timers tell, but the truth, well, boys and girls, the truth is more terrible, more wonderful than any story. It began many years ago on a peaceful summer day in the middle of Lake Sanity. There sure is nothing like just floating on Lake Sanity in a plain old wooden john boat. The cool breeze blowing through the reeds. The sounds of whippoorwills and the weeping willows while the dinners of a thousand evenings splash about the surface of the water. <laughs> Chip McGregory, did you go to poetry school and not tell me? Oh, shucks, Maggie. None of them words even rhymed. Anyhow, there's only one thing could make Lake Sanity more pleasant. Mm-hmm. A flavorful camel cigarette. It's a good thing I'm not the Surgeon General. You're a mite prettier than him. Want one? Uh, I've never smoked before. Well there, Maggie, it ain't too hard. It's sort of just like riding a bicycle or shooting your first coon or, or breathing. In fact, it's exactly like breathing. Cause it is. Here, open up this here cigarette case and pull out the prettiest thing you see. Okay, now what? Well, that wasn't what I was expecting, but that's okay. Here. Lean in close and breathe in as I give you a light. <coughs> <laughs> well, it's sort of like breathing once you get the hang of it. But look back in that there case and see if you can't find something prettier. What? Oh, Chip. Chip, what did this cost you? Oh, Maggie, it wasn't much. I don't even know if it'll fit around your finger. That's why I got you this chain. I thought you could maybe... Chip, I'm not worth this. I know that's something a lot of girls would say, but... Is this gold? Sure is. I remember how when we was kids, I think you were five and I was eight, and we were under the willow over yonder on the north side of the lake where you like to skip stones, and you said you never had a gold thing before in your life. And I made fun of you on account of how gold is for show. Not good for fishing hooks or bullets or nothing useful. Well, you were right, and I was wrong. Well, no, Maggie. I've been turning it over in my mind. And it took me a long time to realize it. Realize what? Maybe some things in life are beautiful just to be beautiful. And it wasn't gold that taught me that. It, it was... Anyhow, I know I'll never look at gold the same. That's for sure. I'm not going to say it's not beautiful, Chip. But you really, really shouldn't have. I'll be the judge of that, Maggie Joe. Put it around your neck there. We better be getting in, though. Hand me that there oar. Aye, aye, Captain. Whoops. Oh, Chip, I knocked your snorkel into the water. I'm so sorry. That's okay, Maggie. It's just a snorkel. Just you rest easy here beside me and enjoy that cigarette. Sure is restful out here. Not like... Well, never mind. Tell me. We heard through the grapevine Dad was with that... Caroline. Of course, Ma was upset. I reckon we gotta get you out of there. Somehow. If you knew her better, you'd feel bad like I do, Chip. And I can't leave. We'll see. It can't happen, Chip. But what did you have in mind? Oh, I don't know. Chip, what you thinking? Oh, 
Nothing. Come on, Chip, tell me. What you thinking about? Well, if you really want to know... Tell me, Chip. Well, it's nearly my 18th birthday. Mm-hmm. And that means a lot of things about growing up, taking my place in the world. Yes. So, what else could I be thinking about except my upcoming battle with that dang octopus of Lake Sanity? Seven arms. It's a scant three months away. Maggie, you know that every firstborn male in Clan McGregory has to steal one piece of treasure from his legendary cave of wonders by the end of All Hallows' Eve in his 18th year or forever be disowned and cursed for having brought shame on the family name. You... what? Why, I don't know how I could sit in this here boat and not think about that miserable, malevolent cephalopod lurking down below, longing to take out another McGregory. Perhaps knowing that another McGregory is preparing to do battle with him, even as he trolls the watery depths. <laughs> I hope you never change, Chip. You know something, Maggie? One of us is a real sweetheart. My sweetheart. Oh, Chip. I wish I... What's that? I don't know. Never mind. Chip, my boy, my pride and joy, cry havoc and let slip the Tabasco! What'd you say, Pa? Pass the Tabasco! Chip, now, you ain't been smoking one of them funny cigarettes, have you? You mean the one with the filters? Nah, Pa, I'm an unfiltered camel man, you know that. Well, you ain't any kind of man if you don't get your head out of them clouds. Uh, sorry, Pa, what was it you wanted? The Tabasco? I want a son who's prepared to face the marine menace that is, seven arms with full mental capacity. You can do it, my boy, but you must, oh, you must be operated at full mental capacity. I never said I was no Albert Einstein, Pa. Einstein, <laughs> if he were foolish enough to face the fearsome octopi by his lonesome, he'd be E equals MC dead. Only a McGregory, my boy, only a McGregory has the strength. The cunning! The snorkel! Uh, that reminds me, Pa. I'm gonna need another snorkel. I lost the old one. What's that, boy? I, th I think perhaps I must have stuffed some of these here taters in my ears instead of my mouth. Or perhaps I accidentally stabbed this here fork into the part of my brain that hears things. Or perhaps I just didn't hear you right. Did you say you lost your schnorchel? Well, no, Pa. What's a schnorchel? A German U-boat of World War II vintage. Oh, I ain't got one of those, Pa. Yeah, I thought that didn't make much sense. No, I lost my snorkel. What's that, boy? Lost your snorkel, did you? Afraid so, Pa. Chip, boy, your 18th birthday is nigh, and shortly thereafter is All Hallows' Eve. That's almost as nigh as the other one. Very nigh, Pa. You're going to be out on the high seas of Lake Sanity before you know it. Facing seven arms and stealing from his fabled trove of treasure. Oh, bless the day. What a glorious day that will be. I know it, Pa. So what's got your head up in the clouds, boy? Well, Pa, I guess I should just say it. There's, well... There's no reason not to apply all your effort to preparing to fight the dread mollusk. You know that every firstborn male in Clan McGregory has to steal one piece of treasure from his legendary cave of wonders by the end of All Hallows' Eve on his 18th year or forever be disowned and cursed for having brought shame on the family name. Or weren't you aware of that, Chip? You may have mentioned it once or twice, Pa. 
Chip, you know I believe in you, boy. You're a McGregory through and through, not like your sister. America's all right, Pa. Eh, she's my gal and all that. And she's handy in the kitchen since your mother, rest her soul, went the way of all flesh. But she's got some funny notions in that brain of hers. She fixes a mean stew, though, Pa. Ain't no mistake about that. Um, yes, my boy. Beefier than normal today, though. That's because I used a homemade stock, made from knuckle bones cut to expose the center marrow. It's real good, Erica. Thank you, Chip. The trick is to leave the garlic unpeeled and add the peppercorns when... Hey, it, it's good, honey. Yeah. Thanks, Pa. The trick, as I was saying... Chip, my boy, it keeps the light on in your old man's eyes to know that you will be carrying the honor of the McGregory name upon your sinewy shoulders through the blood and flame of the coming battle. Blood and flame? Oh, I'm speaking figuratively, boy, and, well, also literally. Well, I've got to get down to the factory. Picked up a few hours from old Dale. Farewell to you both. Put a couple more of them beers from the garage in the fridge when you think of it, America. Don't worry about it, sis. He just don't have much interest in woman's work, I guess. What gave you that impression, little brother? I think it was the time he told me, ain't nobody interested in hearing about America's woman's work. That's the way it goes, Chip. Cook his meals, darn his socks, clean his underwear. He don't, he doesn't care how it's done as long as it's done. You're lucky you're a man. You are good at all that sort of household stuff. Well, nobody's sticking me with woman's work forever. This fall, Chip, I'm hitting the bricks and never looking back. You'll be missed, America. When you see me again, I won't be America McGregory, the girl in the dead-end town who takes care of her old man. I'll be Erica McGregory, attorney at law. I know you can do it. We're McGregory's, right? We say jump, and the universe says how high. When are you going to tell him you got accepted? When are you going to tell him you applied, for that matter? When you going to tell him about Maggie Jukeman? Oh, I don't know. He's got a lot going through his head. Did he accidentally shove a Q-tip up there again? Now you and I both know he ain't going to be getting no trophies for Father of the Year, Ricky, but... It isn't Ricky, and it isn't America. It's just Erica. Erica McGregory. I like the sound of that, don't you? I just think he does what he can, that's all. Chip, you know I love Pa. What do you call these dishes I'm going to do? What do you call all of this? You keep a chipper attitude in spite of it. Well, somehow the sun always manages to rise in the morning. I like them little ribbons you put around the candlestick holders. I hand-stitched them myself from bits of discarded fabric. Chip, you gotta... You should do like me. Get out of Dodge. You worried old Seven Arms is gonna get me? Please. You can steal a trinket from that freshwater fiend in your sleep. But do you really want to spend your entire life hunting coons and fighting octopi? I only gotta fight one octopi, the once. But there's a whole world out there to explore, Chip. You always used to love the stories I read you when we were kids. Knights going on adventures, Sir Lancelot and Sir Galahad making their own destinies. But what I always liked best was the ending, when the fella got the girl and the bad guy got his head knocked off. Life doesn't always work like that, Chip. Oh, I think it does. Let's say nine times out of ten. Have it your way. But, Chip, Maggie Jukeman, please. Everyone knows the dad was mean and that mother. Well, make your mark on the world first. Then you can have your pick of sweethearts. I already found the one I like. You don't know what you like. You're just a boy. Well, you're just a girl. Not for long, Chip. Not for long. Meg Joe, how are you, sweet lamb? I'm okay, Ma. 
Um, I'm sorry I'm late. You are a trifle late, and I was worried, Lambkins. But I'm just happy to see my little girl all in one piece. Maggie Joe, is that cigarette smoke I smell? Ma, mm, mm. yes, ma'am. I suppose I smoked one. Of course I forgive you, honey. Okay, well, I wasn't... All the experts say a mother these days has to be forgiving. But I'd just be so, so, I don't know, devastated if I lost my little girl to cancer. It was hard watching Uncle Dave go that way. You remember Uncle Dave? With the oxygen tanks, little tubes, and breathing like a locomotive. It was just one, Ma. Just, well, it, was, it was just one. Well, I know my little girl wouldn't buy a pack, but I also know she swore to me she wouldn't hang around that McGregory boy, so... His name is Chip. Maggie Joe. Oh, child. You swore. You swore. Mother, I didn't swear. Oh, honey, I guess it makes sense. I'm, I'm just a stupid, stupid old woman. I don't know why you'd listen to me. Ma, you know I don't think that. I swear, if I came home smelling of tobacco and having spent time with a McGregory, my mama would have hung me from the pecan tree by my toes and skinned me alive. But I understand. Times are different. Children today have to be allowed to be... <sighs> I wish you'd meet Chip. I understand you have to make your own mistakes, darling. My mama always told me I wouldn't know a good guy if he smacked me in the face. But did I listen? Well... Well, I'm not sure I'd want a guy that smacked me in the face. Oh, there you go, disrespecting your paw. Ma, I didn't mean it that way. I guess he deserves it. His check didn't come again in the mail today. I don't know what we're going to do, but... The diner pays me on Friday. We'll be okay. I guess so. I guess so. I've got a headache. I think I'll take an aspirin and go to bed. I've been waiting all day to tell you, but... Oh, who cares? Tell me what? Oh, it's okay. It don't matter. Tell me what? Maggie Jo, is that a ring around your neck? Yes. Oh, are you going to leave me too? Oh, Mother, it's not an engagement ring. Now tell me what you want to tell me. Well, if you really want me to... Yes, Ma. I met an excellent young gentleman today at the church pie-baking contest. At church? That's right. At church, where respectable young men hang out, even in times such as these, where you'd never find a McGregory. All Abraham McGregory cares about is the bottle, anyhow. Ma, Chip's been going to church by himself for over a year. I know you have to make your own choices, Maggie Joe. That's the times we live in. Why, my mama, if I came home smelling of cigarettes and full of sass, she would have cut a switch. But these days, a girl's best friend is her mother. I just wish you'd let me at least be that. Ma, I just... I like Chip McGregory. But we're Jukemans, Maggie. Your daddy and Caroline didn't take that away from us. And the McGregories are trash. Just trash. Ma, you're being... It isn't right for you to talk like that. Anyhow, as I was saying, I was at the church for the annual pie-baking contest, and you know how I always win first place with my world-famous pecan pie, and how jealous Myrtle Rosebloom always is. Why, that woman couldn't bake her way out of a wet paper bag. And her son, Matthias, <laughs> Not exactly a scientist. Please, Ma, they're good people. What I wanted to tell you is that I met the sweetest man today at church. Very young, but very wise beyond his years. He raved about my pecan pie, and he was able to detect my secret ingredient from one bite. But he swore he'd never betray me to that awful Myrtle. Anyhow, he's the new youth pastor at church, and I... Well, please don't be mad, Maggie, but I made an appointment for him to talk to you. You, you did what? I just thought... Maybe you'd want some help, Maggie. Maybe get sorted in the boy department. Maybe learn a thing or two about how to communicate with your mother. And then things can be like they used to between us. 
Why, I swear that must be him right there. Uh, he's coming today? Maggie, please talk to him. He's such a pleasant young man. Can you just do this one thing for me, please? You know, I, I don't have much since your daddy left. Yes, of course, Mother. Greetings, friend. Where did that storm come from? It must have just popped up. Unfortunate I was to have found myself already under the shelter of your doorstep. Do you mind if I step out of this weather and into the gentle warmth of your most pleasant abode? Mmm, is that another one of those world-famous pecan pies I smell? Wow, Pastor Stu, you got so many books. <laughs> Pastors have so much reading to do, my dear. It's part of their vocation. Do you have a favorite book on one of these shelves? Well, yes, yes, I do. A current favorite, at least. I've greatly enjoyed the study of psychology since I was a very young man. And this book on winning friends and influencing people is top-notch and so helpful to me as a minister. I wish I knew how to influence people. Oh, Maggie, you have a great deal of influence, but it comes through your natural charm and your innocence. I discern that you have the gift of a compassionate heart. A compassionate heart won't make, well... Thank you, Pastor Stu. A compassionate heart won't what, my dear? I was thinking of my mother. Oh, ah, yes. Say no more. How are you doing in school? Not as well as I could be. Hmm. Well, I'm simply being honest, my dear. You're a sweetheart for the way you... What's that face you're making? Well, if I'm being honest, you're not the first to have called me that. I'd be shocked if I was, Maggie. And it's very important that you and I be honest with one another. Well then, honestly, when we first started meeting last month, I didn't want to have to talk to you about... I mean, I didn't even know you, but... I understand completely. A young woman wants her independence, and your mother was forcing you to meet with a complete stranger. Me. She's a... she's a forceful woman. <laughs> she is at that. I mean, I love her, of course. Of course! You just wish she'd listen to you, understand your feelings, and take them into account without manipulating, pleading, or passive-aggressively... Well. I just think it's... it's just... Well, I just think it's mean. I know she's so sad, and I know I shouldn't say that. Maggie, you should say as you feel. Everybody knows my daddy was mean. You looked at him wrong, he'd go for the belt. I'm so sorry. But I'm not sure I wouldn't take that over. You want to know the truth, my dear? What's that? You can leave it all behind. All of it, Maggie Jo Jukeman. Every itty-bitty bit of it. Why, this right now, even this moment here in my office, can be the beginning of a new story for you. I don't know if I believe that. You will. There are so many things I've been yearning to ask you. Tell me about the one who called you sweetheart. Well, his name's Chip. Ma says he's just trash. She won't listen to a thing I have to say about him. Do you love him? I... I think he loves me, but... You can be honest with me, Maggie. Please. I don't know. I don't feel anything the way I'm supposed to. Not since I was a little girl. I'll tell you what you do feel, though, Maggie. Lost. Like ever since you realized your father and mother were what they were. You felt far away from home. A stranger even among those who know you best. Like this chip. Maybe when you were little kids. 
Long, long ago you thought you loved him. Maybe you still do. But in some sense, he's very far away. Very far away, isn't he? Yes. Yes, exactly. Mm, well, Maggie, why don't you take off your jacket? It will be more comfortable for you in this stuffy office. Oh, yeah. Why, Miss Jukeman, what is that I see in the breast pocket? Oh, um, <laughs> I, I think ex you see exactly what you see, Pastor Stu. I'm sorry, I know it's stupid. Well, this is highly irregular, as they say. I would hate to have to report you, Miss Jukeman. Whatever shall we do? You don't, you don't smoke, do you? Are you trying to bribe your pastor, Miss Jukeman? <laughs> Can we call it a, a gift? <laughs> My turn to be honest, Maggie. I do smoke a little. I'll open up the window here and turn on the fan, and you can smoke one with me. And I don't think we'll need to tell your mother about this. <laughs> she'd tell me about her mother would have beat her black and blue, and then she'd start crying for all the children with cancer. Mm, a well-adjusted woman, your mother. Pastor Stu, you have no idea. When you and I are talking alone like this, Maggie, just call me Stu or Stuart. I would like that. All right. Here, Maggie. Have a light. Thank you, Stu. You know, I've wanted to say since you came in. That is such a lovely ring you're wearing round your neck. Oh, this? Mm, it's just a little keepsake. Chip gave it to me. Ah, uh, yes. The sweetheart. Well, that's what he calls me. Maggie? Yes? You are capable of love. You, th you think so? I know so. Think back to when you were little. Think back to all the things you liked best in your life. Think back to when things were pure and innocent. I don't... I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I can do it. I'm sure that you can. Go on. Tell me, Maggie. Tell me about love. You boys better get in there. Told you, we're playing hooky. Not everybody's like you, signing up for more school the second they let you free from the old one. You keep that under your hat, Lance Redford. I ain't... I haven't told Pa yet. What you waiting for, Ricky? It's Erica. And you know Pa can't think of anything except All Hallows' Eve and Chip's little challenge. Oh boy, that's right. Two weeks till your big fight with that monstrous aquatic peril. You scared, Chip? Truth be told, Lance, of late I've had trouble keeping my mind on it. Well, Chip, if I was going to wrestle with an octopus for stolen treasure in two weeks, you better believe that of all the things I had to think about, that'd be number one with a bullet. I guess you're right, Lance. It's that Jukeman girl. Sir Lancelot here fancies himself in love. Well, I sort of always fancy myself as Sir Lancelot because my name and everything. That would be fitting, Lance, if you could fight your way out of a bucket. Well, you ain't exactly Guinevere yourself, but I think Chip here might be Sir Galahad. Shucks, Lance. I ain't no night out of legend. Not if that's your lady-in-waiting. Now see here, Erica. Oh, well, what's wrong with Maggie? Everyone knows her mom's pathetic, but the daughter's pretty enough. Is that all you men think about? Well, Erica, in order for the human species to keep reproducing itself, a certain animal attraction is necessary I for... don't know why you're single, Lance. Well, I was making a joke there, Ricky. It's Erica, and you will never make me laugh, so don't try. Anyway, I'm sure there's many a guy that'd appreciate a date with Sir Lancelot Redford Esquire. Yeah, you just have to order them from the Philippines. Hey, now, easy there. It's funny about Maggie. I feel like I'm losing her somehow. She always has to sneak around her ma. That's one thing, because her ma's liable to get sad and depressed at the drop of a hat. But even when we get a date, it ain't like it used to be. Her mind is somewhere else. Well, now, Chip, Maggie's always been a good girl. Kind of rose among thorns, if you ask me. But it sounds like maybe she's just trying to do right by her crazy ma. And wrong by me? Chip, 
I think you might need to face the fact that it's winding down. I'm sorry. If I had my way, I'd snap my fingers and you'd forget all about Maggie. Now, Erica, when you talk like that, you sound like Morgan Le Fay, King Arthur's villainous half-sister who was deeply immersed in the sorcerer's arts. And when you talk like that, Lance, you sound like a man who's going to die single. Chip, I think you have to look at this as an opportunity. Opportunity for what? To leave this crummy town in the dust. Uh-huh, that what you doing, Erica? Haven't you heard, Lance? You're looking at the future Erica McGregory, attorney at law. Well, I'll be an attorney and at law. Don't hurt your brain trying to take it all in at once, Lance. Well, maybe I'll be an attorney, too. I think there are jobs more suited to your intelligence level, Lance. I hear the bait shop is hiring. Miss McGregory, I'm going to turn my attention to your brother now. You do that, Mr. Redford. Chip... I just think you gotta make your feelings clear. I made them as clear as I know how. I don't know. We don't... I mean... Well, now Chip, when's the last time you had a date? A date proper? I guess it's been almost a month now. I talked to her a week ago, ran into each other dinkies, and she said she still liked me, but that she couldn't get away just then. I just don't know. What's Maggie thinking, Erica? You're a lady. Which is why I wouldn't know. Oh, come on, Erica. You're nice enough to her when you used to see her around the schoolyard. I'm sorry, Chip. Maggie's all right. I just don't think there's anything for you in Sanityville. When are you going to find a nice fella and settle down, Erica? I told you not to try and make me laugh, Lance. It doesn't suit you. What, you think Chip ought to go to college like you? I still don't know what you think you'll get out of it. Just a little something called a future. I got one of them, Erica. You'll see. It's in Sanityville with Maggie. Have it your way, Sir Galahad. Knock the bad guy's head off and save the girl. That's how it always works, right? Nine times out of ten. That's what I said. That's the spirit there, Chip. I just gotta get her to stop going cold. Sometimes I look in her eyes and, well, I know she still loves me. Things are just strange. For some reason, I can't figure. Well, whatever happens, Chip, we Redford stand by our cousins, family all the way. We're behind you. How about you, Erica? You behind me? I agree with Bait Shop. Hi, Pa. My beamish boy, my strapping young lad. Ready to fight? What you looking so down about? Here, ha- have a beer. You know I ain't old enough, Pa. Besides, there's there's been a lot on my mind. Oh, I remember how it was for me. Remember it well. The leaves fell, a chill came into the air, and all I could think of was seven arms. I'd wake up drenched in sweat, thinking I was drenched in the briny waters of Lake Sanity. I battled the beastie in my dreams, when I could sleep at all. Yes, sir. He's a fearsome beastie, he is, and I I do want to be ready to do battle with him, but I've been talking with Lance and Erica about some things, and I, uh... Lance and America? (laughs) What do they know? What could they know? A weakling and a woman. Why talk with them at all, boy? Have they been sowing doubt in your mind? Doubt sowed of a Monday is fear of a Tuesday, I always say. Pa, they ain't sowing no doubt, but... Listen, Pa, there's there's something even bigger than... I know exactly what you mean, boy. Exactly. Now I understand. You do? You you already know what I want to talk about? How foolish of me not to see it straightaways. Well, all right. I, I'm glad you know, Pa. There's some things it's hard for a man to say to his father. You just hold on while I go fetch the solution to your problem. I don't understand, Pa. The solution to my problem is in the mysterious chamber under the stairs? That's right, my lad. I was saving this until the day of your showdown, but I can see we have need of it at this moment. Well, uh, she just looks like a piece of jagged metal. No, boy. No. It's the shard. 
The Shard of Destiny. The Shard of Destiny? The one weapon you'll be allowed to carry to your battle with the many-armed foe. I've never told you about it before because it wasn't time. This was the weapon of your great-great-great-grandpappy, the Admiral. Well, Paul, you've told me that story. Not all of it, my boy. It wasn't time until today. But, Paul, why not a proper spear for a weapon? Or a spear gun? Or even a rocket launcher or something? Don't be a fool, boy. Don't be a fool. This is better than any sword or spear you could take. It came from the wreckage of your great-great-great-grandpappy, the Admiral's ship, which sank in Lake Sanity when Seven Arms attacked it. Your forebear should have died that day, burned up in the flames of the wreckage, or frozen the icy cold waters, or torn to bits in the gaping maw of that awful octopus. But he didn't now, did he? As the ship fell to pieces around him, and the monster's tentacles churned the water, as the screams of the dying filled the air, as fire lit the surface of the lake, he kept his calm, just like all the McGregories after him and all before. He tore off part of the metal panel, boy, this very shard you see in my hands. And as the cephalopod swung a massive arm towards him, he leapt off the wreckage, through the air, grabbing that mighty limb near its base and slashing with the shard. Just holding on and slashing until the arm was cut clean off and the waters of the lake shone red with octopus blood. And the beast retreated with an angry roar back into the briny depths, defeated, leaving your great-great-great-grandpappa dazed and wounded, but alive. Triumphant, just as all the firstborn McGregor men have been triumphant ever since. Just as you're going to be triumphant, my boy, my only son, my strength and my pride. See, I, I filed the Shard of Destiny sharp for you, just like my pa did for me. Take it, son. Take a weapon baptized in the blood of seven arms. Oh, I, you're right. I won't fail. Fail? <laughs> you're a McGregory boy. You say jump? And the universe says, how high? These boots are made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. Maggie Jo, darling, is that you, sweetie? I was just sorting out the candy for the holiday next week. Candy corn in this bowl. Snickers here. Ma, I'm not feeling so well. Can I just go up to my room? Oh, heavens. What's wrong, Maggie? Ma, let me go. Please. Maggie Jo, sit down now. What can I get you? Do you need an aspirin or cough syrup? Or Tylenol? Or cold compress? No. Ma, it's awful. It's awful. I'm so sorry. Maggie, child, what's wrong? Did something happen? Ma, I tried to say no. I promise I did. What happened? You know you can tell your mother anything. He was just... I thought he understood. And I wanted so bad to make you happy. To make him happy. You always make me happy, honey. Everything you do makes me happy. You know that. I'm gonna go lay down. What's the matter, sweetie? Ma, please... I understand, Maggie Jo. You'll tell me when you're ready. It'll be hard for me waiting until then, but I can do it because that's modern motherhood. You give and give I'm and... pregnant! What did you say? I'm pregnant. Oh, no. Ma, just listen to me. No, 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 Ma. no, no. Ma, please. Oh, darling. Oh, honey. Oh, sweetie. What are we going to do? 
What are we gonna do? I, I don't know. It's your father's fault. He left us without a man, without money, for that tramp, for that hussy Caroline. I'll skin her alive, I swear. If I see her, I'll cut the skin right off her face. It's gonna be okay. What'll we do for money? I don't, I don't know, but it'll be okay. I, I, I can go back to work. My back's not so bad, but oh, heaven help us, what do we do? It'll be okay, we'll figure it out. Oh no, oh no, what do we do, what do we do? Ma, we'll find a way to fix it. Maybe, maybe you can go away for a while, and times aren't like they used to be, and oh, oh Maggie, tell me what to do, please. We'll think of something. Sure, we'll think of something. We'll, we'll just go to Abe McGregory and tell him that his son's- Ma, Abe McGregory? Here's the thing that hurts, Maggie. Why didn't you tell me you were still sneaking around with that trash McGregory? Ma, Pastor Stu. What? Pastor Stu, mother. How dare you? Oh, how dare you? How dare you? Don't you dare try to pin this on an innocent man, a pastor who was trying to help you. No, no, no. It was Pastor Stu, Ma. Pastor Stew! No! Lie to me again. Just you try it. I'm still your mother. Or would you rather go live with Caroline? <laughs> okay, then. Oh, sweetie, what are we going to do? Maggie, I knew I could find you here. Mind if I sit down? I stopped by your house, but your mama wouldn't answer the door. Not that she could have heard me over the dishes she was doing. So anyway, Maggie, I know it's been a while since we had a real proper talk, but I've been doing a lot of thinking, which Erica always tells me is either a very good habit or a very dangerous one, depending on who it is that's doing thinking. Sure is restful out here by the watery depths of Lake Sanity. Oh, Chip, you shouldn't be here. Well, now, hold on. I know your ma doesn't want us to be together and all, but... No, Chip, you don't understand. Leave me alone. See, Maggie, that's just the thing. I can't leave you alone. Wherever I go, there you are. Chip, stop. You don't... You don't have the faintest idea what you're talking about. Why, Maggie... I've been all a mess coming up to this showdown with Seven Arms. I should be thinking about this battle, but every time I try to clear my head and focus on that ominous briny demon spawn, I close my eyes and I, I see you. That's... that's very sweet of you, Chip, but... It don't matter what I do, Maggie. I can't eat. I can't sleep. I can't fish. Why, I can't even go coon hunting. You're all I think about. You are all I want in life, Maggie. I love you. Oh, Chip... Chip, you don't know me. What are you talking about, Maggie? We've known each other ever since we was knee-high to a grasshopper. And you always been my girl. There's nothing, I, I promise, there's nothing that you could tell me that... Chip, I don't love you. Uh, what? You've been leading me along? I don't know, Chip. Maybe I've been leading us both along. I shouldn't have taken your ring. I'm just... just stupid. Tell me what's really going on. Take it back. Take it back. I never wanted the silly thing anyway. I don't understand. Go on, Chip. You're free. Fish and hunt and fight that stupid octopus and do your family proud. And don't ever think about me again. You know what I see when I close my eyes? Maggie. Nothing, Chip. And certainly not you. But Maggie... Maggie, you're my sweetheart. I'm nobody's sweetheart. Certainly not yours. 
and get used to it. Leave me alone. Go on, you ignoramus. You're free. Well, the boat's all tied up and ready to go, Uncle Abe. Single wooden oar, snorkel. Everything just like you wanted, sir. Water's mighty cold today. Good, good. It'll put some vinegar in your blood tonight, boy. I guess so, Pa. Octopuses is cowards at hearts, Chip. There ain't an ink shooter alive that has the heart of a warrior, and that's the truth. But we McGregory's? Well, well that's another story. Chip, I, I love you, son. You hear that, Seven Arms, you malformed mollusk? I love my son! Chip, did you know your grandpappy, the Admiral, is buried in the depths of yonder lake? That's how he wanted it. His spirit goes with you tonight. Yeehaw! Thanks, Pa. Come on, boy. I'll buy you a drink down at the Rothgar's. I ain't old enough, Pa. Well, Chip, you're practically a man. And after tonight, you will be. Come on. I'll catch up with you, Pa. Suit yourself. Pa's real proud of you there, Chip. Well, Lance, I reckon it makes him happy. Me facing off against the legendary seven-armed menace and all. Well, sure, Chip. You'll beat him, too. I know it. That's mighty square of you to say, Lance. Say, maybe you could keep an eye on Paul today. He's liable to have a few, and, well, you know how it gets. Well, sure, Chip. Sure thing. Uh, Chip, I ain't ever said this to a fella before, but you're a good fella, Chip. Thanks, Lance. You ain't so bad yourself. Thanks, Chip. You're welcome, Lance. Chip? Yeah, Lance. Uh, uh, that a gold ring round your neck there, Chip? Sure is, Lance. Uh, that the one you gave to Mega Jutman as a symbol of your undying love, Chip? You said it, Lance. She give it back to you, Chip? Sure did, Lance. But as soon as I met my aquatic foe in battle, I intend to give it right back to her. I'm going to ask her to marry me. I've decided she's just confused for some reason, and I, I'm going to unconfuse her. Maggie's always been my sweetheart, and I've always been her man since we were kids. It's just what's right. Well, Chip, don't you know? Don't I know what? Well, everybody's talking about it, Chip. She, she's got a bun in the oven. I don't care what she's baking, Lance. No, Chip. She's got bacon in the drawer, a, a pea in the pod. It's her business what she does with her groceries, Lance. But, Chip, what I'm trying to tell you is she is in the family way. If she's in some family's way, she better get out of it. She's expecting a child, Chip. Why? Is one visiting her? Chip! A complex interplay of fertilization has taken place, resulting in a zygote populating the uterus. She's pregnant? Yes! Well, why didn't you just say so? Did they... Did they say who the father is? Well, it ain't... It ain't you, is it, Chip? No. I'm sorry, Chip. That was a stupid question. I reckon it was natural. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, Chip. It's all right. What what you doing there, Chip? I guess I won't be needing this ring, will I? Oh, I'm real sorry, Chip. It ain't your fault. Hey, where are you going? I don't know. For a walk. I'll be all right. I'm real sorry, Chip. I said it ain't your fault. Hey, Chip, wait. What about seven arms? Afraid I just... I don't see much point in an octopus battle. Chip! Chip, come back! Oh, shoot. Where's Chip? He just... He just left. Is he coming back? What? Well, I, I don't reckon so. What's wrong? Well, I, I... I told him about the Jukeman girl, and... Lance, you what? How'd he react? Well, he threw the ring in the water for starters. Lance, you ignorant little cuss. Well, I thought he knew. Everyone knows Erica. Whole thing's funny if you ask me. 
Like, why ain't they saying who the father is? It's like, it's like they're being paid off or something. Paid off? Maybe they just don't want a scandal, Lance, and maybe Chip didn't need to know. Well, you're the one always telling him he's smart and special and all that. Not like other people, Lance. I'm sorry. Sorry? You're a sorry excuse for a human being, Lance Redford. Well, me to be. You'd be a sorry excuse for a worm. And you want to know something else? You're going to die right here in Sanityville. Yeah, I'm going places, Erica, just like you. Lance, don't make me laugh. 99 bottles of beer on the wall. Hey, Chip, boy! Well, a happy Halloween to you, son. Your father tells me this is a big day for you. I guess so. Uh, you got a nickel for me to use the phone? Use the one behind the bar. Boy, the only call you have is the 1-800-DESTINY. That's real nice of you, Mr. O'Reilly, but I'd kind of prefer to use the Ellerin. I understand, son. Here's your nickel. Jukeman Residence. Is it true, Maggie? Is what true, Chip? Just tell me this, and if you ever care to stitch about me, you'll tell me true. Is he a good man? Is he going to care for you and the, the baby? I'm sorry, Chip. There's no man. I'm leaving Sanityville tonight, and I'm not coming back. I'm sorry. Well, I don't know what to say to that. Chip, my boy! Everybody! Everybody! This is my son! And the next round's on me! Yay! Is everything all right, son? You look like you'd seen a ghost. Well, this is the greatest day of my life. I mean, uh, of Chip's life. Is everything all right, son? I reckon I'm all right. See you later, Paul. Next time I see you, boy, you'll be a man. Chip? Oh, hey there, Ricky. Sun's almost down. I bet you it'll manage to rise again tomorrow. Have, have you been sitting out here all day? Good bit of it. You going to complete your manly destiny? Fight the marine menace? Don't reckon so. Paul be mad. Don't care. Can I sit down too? Plenty of sand for the both of us. Penny for your thoughts. I don't reckon they're worth all that much, but I'll tell you if you want to know. I was thinking of yonder waves. Oh? Ain't no more peaceful lake than Lake Sanity. Even in spite of old seven arms. It's mocking me. The waves? The whole darn thing. There ain't no peace in that water. Just algae and broken dreams. Oh, Chip, that's no way to talk. I ain't like you, Erica. I can't just pick a dream and make it my own. Like a kid plucking a dandelion. My dreams is harder to come by, I guess. Maybe that makes them harder to lose, too. You can't talk like that. I'm just feeling low. It'll pass. Chip, about the Jukeman girl. I reckon you were right about her, Ricky. I reckon you were right about a lot of things. Well, I'm not so sure. You said you thought I should get out of town and make something of myself. Maybe that's just what I'll do. Yeah, well, the truth is, all those times I said you should get out of town, what I really meant was, I'm getting out of town. And I know I have to do it. I've known since Mom died, but I'm scared. And so I keep telling you, you should leave town. And I get kind of sore about it. It's not because I'm telling you, it's because I'm telling me. Does that make sense? Not really. What I mean is, I just want my little brother to do what makes him happy. I don't reckon there's much chance for that now. Chip, you're a McGregory. When a McGregory says jump, the universe says how high. You want that silly Jukeman girl? 
You go and get her. You think so? Of course I do. Go knock the bad guy's head off and get your girl, Galahad. Well, okay. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. You know, there's a lot of reasons I went out of this crummy town. But you aren't one of them, little brother. You think I don't know that, big sister? Well, see you around. Don't get killed by seven arms. Who says I'm facing seven arms? You've got to get the ring back, don't you? Yes, I reckon I do. Seven arms, if you can hear me, you cowardly aquatic good-for-nothing, I'm a-coming for Maggie's ring. First to strip off this here shirt, and nothing for it but to just dive in. Where are you, my beauty? There you are, glimmering down below. Why are you rising up? Seven arms! You foul beast! You unstick that ring from your tentacle! Or is today the day you become six arms? Have it your way! thing you fear isn't there, you sea swine! The star of destiny! How about another page of destiny? That's right! I'll just take that ring if you don't mind! I made it back to shore, and I got the only treasure worth anything. That's right, Seven Arms. You remember this face. You remember this face. I'm Chip Ever Loving McGregory. Yeah, Yeah, that's right, you devil. I beat you fair and square. Well, so what if I left the Shard of Destiny stuck in you? Good luck getting it out. No! Don't you hold up Admiral Grandpappy's skull like that! No, don't do that with the Shard of Destiny! How dare you! You miserable mangled cephalopod! How dare you! We'll meet again! We'll meet again! Maggie! Maggie Joe Jukeman! You get out here, you hear? Maggie! Maggie! Chip, what are you going on about? You'll make Ma. Just get out here. What's that all over you? Is that, is that octopus blood? You don't miss much, Maggie Joe. I'm, I'm glad you're okay. 
What are you doing here? Maggie, I, I'm gonna tell you what it comes to. It comes to this. I want you. And I don't care what you've done in the past. Here, you take this ring. Take it right now. Um, no, I, I can't take it, Chip. Sure you can. There, see? You did. It doesn't mean anything, Chip. Maggie, I don't care what you've done. Sure, I know it'll make things harder. I ain't a fool, but I'm prepared to do what it takes. I'm prepared to put in the work, and I want to be a daddy to your child. I don't care whose child he is, he's yours. And you're my girl, and that's good enough for me. We'll just up and make him a McGregory. We can do that. I want to do it, because I love you, Maggie. I just love you, and that's all. I'm sorry, Chip. I, I told you. I don't love you. I don't know if... I don't know if I ever did. Maggie, I know that's not true. What does it matter what's true? I'm lost to you, Chip. I'm far away. Maggie, no, please. It don't have to be this way. All I'm just saying is please. Just come and take my hand and we'll go for a walk and talk her through. I can't do that, Chip. Why not? I'd be afraid I'd go with you. Then come, Maggie. You got to. You got to. Sorry, Chip, I can't. I, I wouldn't do it to you. Then let's stand here and talk for a while. I can't do that either, Chip. Then, then let's stand here and not say anything at all. Just stay out here for a while, Maggie. Have a cigarette. I quit the habit. And I'll quit, too. Keep smoking if you want to, Chip. There are there are worse habits. I, I don't understand. And that makes you a good man. Goodbye, Chip. I'm proud of you, sweetie. I'm so proud. You did the right thing. Having no daddy is better than being a McGregory. They're both better than being a jukeman. Chip, Chip, is that, is that you? Is that my boy? Sure enough. It's my boy! It's my Chip, and he's alive. Everyone, he's soaking wet and alive. Oh, joy. Oh, a happy day. Chip, is that octopus blood I see mingled midst the briny lake water? Chip, what happened? What happened, Chip? What'd you bring, Chip? What, what treasure did you steal with your mighty McGregory hands from the fabled horde of the beast? Well, I... I, I ain't got nothing, Paul. What, what, what's that, boy? Perhaps two corks from these empty wine bottles done got lodged in my ear canals. Or perhaps the blaring music from yonder jukebox has caused the shroud of deafness to fall unbidden and prematurely over my senses. Or perhaps... I've had so much rum that I am no longer able to comprehend human speech. Did you say you didn't bring me nothing? No, Pa. I didn't. I just... I'm signing up for the Marines tomorrow, Pa. Chip, is everything okay? Shut up, Lance. Chip, what's wrong? Where's Maggie? Chip, you... Abe, you've had too much. You're not yourself. This is your son. My son? Chip, my boy... How could you do this? Your blood was meant to be the mortar to build the house of McGregory. Your sinews were the ropes we'd climbed to the stars. But now, my boy, oh, shame. Oh, wretched shame. I have no son. 
have a seat. And mind your tongue. Let go of me. Out. Get out of my sight. You hear me? Get out. You don't ever let me see your face again so long as you live, you. Abraham, that's enough. It's okay, Paul. Mr. O'Reilly. There ain't nothing around here for me anyway. Chip, wait! You might as well follow him yourself. I'm no fool. I know you got your ticket out of here. You should have got it for me, Pa. Well, there was work to be done. Blood to be spilt. An octopus to be fought. It might not seem much to your womanly mind, but it's all gone. It's all lost. That strumpet fortune is placed upon our McGregory lips, the cold kiss of ruination. Oh, America, these are the burdens and dispensations of men. You, you wouldn't understand. No, Pa, I guess I wouldn't. I guess I wouldn't at that. Chip McGregory went home that night, packed, and enlisted in the Marines. He did not return to Sanityville until he was honorably discharged with a Purple Heart and a Medal of Honor. Even then, it took the strong, persuasive influence of his cousin Lance to draw him back, and he was never the same. America McGregory left the same night for law school. She intended many things for her life, but she never intended to return to Sanityville. Fate, however, is an octopus that no man or woman may outswim. But that's another tale. As for Maggie Jukeman, she left Sanityville that day, taking her unborn child with her, never to return. Chip, you there? I reckon so. What happened to Maggie? I'll tell you one thing. If I ever meet that man, the father, it'd be a lucky thing if I don't kill him. You leaving tonight? Yes, am As soon as I'm packed. Then I will too. But Paul'll be sorry tomorrow. He always is. I expect he'll get over it quick enough. He always does. You don't want bad blood with him, do you? I'll write him a letter or something. We'll make it right. Okay, then. Faulkner says, Given the choice between pain and nothing, I would choose pain. I don't know who that is, but them the only two choices? The storybooks are just wrong, Chip. That's all. The knight doesn't always get the girl, and the bad guy doesn't always get his head knocked off. Most times they do. You still think so? Maybe eight times out of ten. Or seven. Seven? I reckon mostly it's eight. Sometimes I wish I was like you, Chip. <laughs> if you was, you couldn't have carved these jack-o'-lanterns so pretty. Or made these delicious, rice crispy mummies with the little sugary bandages. Thanks. The secret ingredient was... Oh, who cares? I reckon it was love. Oh, Chip. I do wish I was like you. You are. Deep down. I don't know. You said it yourself. Somehow the sun still manages to rise in the morning. Yes. And we are still McGregory's, Chip. We still say jump. And the universe still says how high. I didn't want it to jump, sis. I just wanted it to bend a little.
Sound of Sanity was engineered by Benjamin Solzer, produced by Nathan Alberson, executive produced by Jacob Menzel and Nathan Alberson. Support us at patreon.com forward slash sound of sanity. And until next time, stay sane.